Welcome, everybody. This is a Tactical Faith Podcast. I'm not really sure what we're going to end up calling this thing, but I kind of wanted to start um, with just introducing who I am and who I'm with. Uh, for some of those that have watched or listened to uh, our podcast or watched our work on Tactical Faith uh, since we were established in 2011 here in the state of Alabama, we've, um, just full disclosure, we've been very uh, inconsistent because, um, well, frankly, we do this as or we have done it in the past as more of a volunteer uh, ministry. Uh, so a lot of us have been vol- you know, doing this when we can do it. And a lot of the guys that started Tactical Faith uh, started around the same time in their life, early 30s, starting families, and we have kind of grown together. And as for those who have families and kids will know, when your kids start growing up, uh, the activities start getting um, more and more and more complex. You end up becoming kind of a taxi. Uh, it's just it's it's what having families is is right. Uh, we have been able to do awesome things with our nonprofit since starting since I started it in 2011. Um, I started it with uh, 12 other board members. Or, well, seven other board members, 12 other folks, and it has blossomed. Um, since and I do, I have done a lot of reflection uh, lately over the last couple of years of what God has done with basically very little financial support in our mission statement. Which, as it begun, uh, the mission statement was to get people to start thinking about their faith, especially uh, using the apologetic tools that are at our disposal uh, in the evangelism world uh, at that time in 2011. Um, what's gone on since we can delve into what I'd like to, to, to is to introduce to you somebody that has become a pretty close friend of mine, a, um, a confidant in a lot of ways. Uh, his name is Dr. Travis. Give your last name. Koblenz. It's Koblenz. It's very tricky for the Southern vernacular, uh, to say, but I'll let Travis introduce who he is and what his background is here in a minute. Uh, but we just—I met him two or three. Is it four years ago? It's had to have been four years ago. Oh yeah, Maybe. it had to something like that. You were teaching a at a at a Bible college in Birmingham. Uh, we had a a friend um, that connected us both together, and since then we are we are very like minded. And he's come on board with Tactical Faith, and we have just now over the past year made him our executive director um, because we want to take Tactical Faith further. Uh, further meaning we we want to take this thing and put more meat on the bones and see where it goes over the next year or so. And Travis is here, uh, Dr. Travis is here to help us along the way. So for for those who might not know who you are, give a little background, Travis, um, of where you came from, who you are, and you know what you hope to do with Tactical Faith. Uh, right, yeah. So I, uh, I'm originally from Indiana. Uh, up in the north. Uh, I spent uh, time studying to be a pastor, studying to be uh, studying Bible and theology, went to seminary uh, uh, out in the Boston area. After that, I was a pastor for a few years, and then I ended up getting a, a PhD in philosophy from Baylor. Got a job here at uh, Southeastern Bible College, and uh, uh, I'm presently teaching part-time at University of Alabama, Birmingham. Uh I'm married. How many kids do you have? I have three kids. Uh, 
and uh, been married for 20, 20 some years. 20 plus years. Yeah. Wow. So and you've survived and she survived, huh? She's she's still sticking with me <laughs> with the new life insurance policy though. <laughs> we don't know what might happen, but uh um but my interest has always been uh not strictly what normal what you might normally consider apologetics, but really wrestling with uh the faith and the the deep questions of uh human desire, virtue, um and things like that. And so uh Meeting you, Matt, and uh, seeing what Tactical Faith was doing, uh, I, f- I, I was encouraged to see a ministry out there that would that would be involved in these sorts of things. And so, I'm excited to be a par- I'm excited to be a part. I've been excited to uh, ever since I uh, joined the board, and I'm hoping to see Tactical Faith really develop in a lot of different areas, uh, develop the many great ideas and thoughts that that come out in our conversations as a board and our conversations with the people around uh, Alabama and around Birmingham, um, which include work with nonprofits, includes uh, continuing the life of the mind of the church. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually blossomed. We have what we call TF Ministries now, which uh, we just noticed over the past year because of our new mission statement, which I guess we could talk about here in a minute, mm-hmm. um, our, our goals were not just to facilitate apologetic conversations in the state. What ended up happening, at least in my life, um, tactical faith started resembling kind of my own, I guess, journey um, about how knowledge, wisdom, and character um, coalesce not only in our own life, in the community of our churches where we worship, um, but how, how could tactical faith blossom and help um, outside the church What could it do, not just within the church physical walls of supporting people and educating people, but are are there ways that we can help other nonprofits and parachurches uh, develop effective ministries so they can go out and be Christ-like in their workplace, um, in the community by which they live? Uh, So there's even other things that we're doing um, that will intersect what we've been doing in the past uh, even including things like amateur athletics, which is really important in Birmingham. Right. Uh, sports in general is an important thing in the state of Alabama. So we're going to help develop nonprofits that deal with sports. Right, right. It's, it's pretty exciting because of the, the, uh, the development of uh, the ideas that we have. A, a, lot of the, a lot of the movement out of the purely intellectual realm still dealing with the dip, deep ideas, with the ideas of, again, wisdom and virtue, they always demand a kind of practical outpouring, a practical uh, life experience. We would often say that uh, somebody may be brilliant, they may have brilliant head knowledge, but some of the elderly folks who maybe even didn't, didn't even finish high school but have been around, they have a significant amount of wisdom and life experience. And that's trying to bring those two to bear in, in a nonprofit seems a little bit too much, but... Uh, these opportunities keep uh, keep showing themselves, and uh, the idea to teach, to be involved uh, in the life of the mind of the church, and to be involved with nonprofits, helping them uh, wherever we can in their ministries, and in, of course this this newest development, working with amateur athletics. Uh, what a great opportunity to reach the people of the area, and to uh, be able to talk about these topics. Yeah, why don't you uh, see if you can pull up our mission statement and we'll we'll talk about that uh specifically but uh while travis is 
pulling that up. Should we call you Travis, Doctor Travis? What what Travis, we call him? Travis, what 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 is our what is our new mission statement that we crafted? Okay, so we we spent a little bit of time reflecting on this, uh, uh, but this is the the overall the TF Ministries mission statement that we put together. Uh, our mission is to provoke Christians toward a wonder and passion for the truth, beauty, and goodness of God. We will do this by assisting churches and parachurch organizations with their ministries through education and training, establishing connections between experts and local Christians, and through assistance and acquiring volunteer and material needs. And so we see in here uh, the different elements that we want to be in, in which we want to be involved. Uh, our overarching statement is to is to provoke Christians toward wonder and passion. That word provoke uh, is pretty intentional. Um, wonder and a passion for the truth, beauty, and goodness of God. That's really what we want to develop. Um, and we want to, we want to do that through educational work like we've done in the past, uh, bringing experts in, uh, bringing the academics to the local church, bringing in, co uh, developing conversation, having grassroots events, uh, which have been, uh, fantastic. Um, as well as being involved in, uh, the various, uh, parachurch organizations that are doing, that are doing ministry in a lot of ways that, touch people's everyday lives. Yeah, I think that's what's kind of fun. You know, I've been trying uh, since 2011 to kind of figure out what, what this tactical faith kind of enterprise is. Uh, I came across um, a quote by C.S. Lewis uh, coming from um, Abolition of Man uh, yesterday, in fact. He said, misunderstood the pressing educational need for the moment. They see the world around them, talking about teaching, around them swayed by emotional propaganda, especially teaching young people. They have learned from tradition that youth is sentimental, and they conclude that the best thing they can do is to fortify the minds of young people against emotion. My own experience, C.S. Lewis talking about himself, as a teacher tells an opposite tale. For every one pupil who needs to be guarded from a weak excess of sensibility, there are three to need to be awakened from the slumber of cold vulgarity. Mm -hmm. The task of the modern educator is not to cut down jungles, but to irrigate deserts. Um, my passion has always been that. Uh, whether I realized it or not, um, my passion of teaching is always to get people to get passionate about their faith, to get passionate about the Lord by which I serve. Um, the area of apologetics was just the world that I was in since 1999 mm -hmm. uh, when people started podcasting with real media player back in the day like Stand to Reason did uh, out in California. I was hooked uh, with the uh, insurgence and resurgence of the apologetic world in the late 90s going into probably about 2010. What I saw were men and women of the faith who were teaching, uh, who were passionate. And, of course, I got passionate about the content by which they got passionate in, mm -hmm. and that's what Tactical Faith started as, was getting people to think about their faith, and there was this treasure trove of apologetics, almost a surplus of apologetic materials at the time, and the churches in the state of Alabama just weren't aware of them. Um, I, I am an apologetic junkie, will always be, uh, but that I have noticed through reflection in my own teaching, whether at church or in seminary, because I teach seminary here in town, or I have taught seminary in town, my goal as a teacher, of course, was to, to, to disseminate information and get them to understand the topic by which I'm teaching, but I also had a secondary, almost more important goal in my mind, which was to get them passionate about the yeah. subject that I was doing. Uh, tactical faith, I am hoping still at its core, is doing what Lewis said, is, is not to cut down jungles. 
It is to irrigate deserts. Right. And and I would think you're a kind of a kindred spirit with that. Yeah, I think I think one of the if you if you look at I mean you just pay attention to social media and talk or talk to various you know I'd, I I have I have many students of, of varying different beliefs, and what I see lacking, I think we I think we Christians have historically been afraid at least the situation I grew up in, uh, a very conservative area. Uh, uh, we we were we were scared of everything. I remember the talk about back, back masking on old rock albums and you know drums are related to voodoo and so on and so forth. And uh, I remember this this sense of having to need to hunker down and try to stop attending to what's going on in the world around me. Stop, stop listening. Stop even even stop learning. Uh, and that was never said to me directly, but I kind of had that feeling. Um, but what I'm what I've begun to recognize is that it's not that it's not that the world has a bunch of ideas that Christians. Uh, that Christians need to be afraid of is that the world has actually a lack of, I think it's, it's got a reduced way of looking at the, looking at things. So it's, it's almost, it is, it's not that there's a whole bunch of different ideas out there that we need to be afraid of. It's that all these ideas lack the depth that Christianity has to offer. They, they lack the richness there, but it's like a bunch of dried husks of Christian. It's like a, it's like a cornfield, you know, in December or something like that. It, I grew up around corn. It's just a bunch of dried, dead, leftovers there's nothing growing there um that's sort of what uh and, and you see that in interaction with a lot of a lot of non-believers in relation to christianity they're having a tr- they're having trouble understanding it caring about it they just want to mock it but it, they're, they're they're talking about something that's so dry it's as if they've lost their imagination um and so i think in, in many ways that it, that is in fact happening and, and uh in the broader culture but also taking place among Christians, and that was a major struggle of mine myself, is that Christianity was boring. Yeah, so I was teaching last night, uh, I go to Hunter Street Baptist Church, which is a pretty large church here in town, and they always give me the honor to teach on Wednesday nights, and our Wednesday nights at Hunter Street are awesome. I mean, I've never seen a Wednesday night uh, at a church that's pretty much filled to the brim. Uh, I'm teaching um, through a series called Church History Made Easy, not a big fan of the title, but um, what I enjoyed last night, I mean, we ended up having 60 or 70 people there in the room and what I tried to let them, I tried at least before we, it's a, it's an eight week series and I, and I like for people to understand who I am and how I teach, um, because it's a little unorthodox. Um, it's not PowerPoint and lecture. I've just never been that way. And if that's what they were looking for, uh, I'm fine if they want to go somewhere else. Um, but through something even like church history, I think we can use it as a way to uh, drive our passions, right? To, to help us understand what went wrong in the past for us, not, not only not to repeat it, uh, but to use, use the stories of our church since Pentecost as a way of reminding us that we are a not alone, right? Uh, that we're in many ways going through the same similar stuff as somebody even 200 years ago, uh, that history doesn't have to be boring, that history can be uh, a way for us to uh, ignite or reignite our passions. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I started with was not, it was like 30 minutes almost reminding them that what I fear f- in, in our churches is complacency and it's complacency because I think they're what you just said. I think the way that they see their faith has been flattened 
when in reality our faith is so deep, mm-hmm. right? And there's so much, not only materials for us to look at, there's so much stories. Um, I spent for some reason 15 minutes trying to make them understand, you realize that Jesus sits somewhere on the throne currently, right here, right now. Right. And, and I just looked across them again and said, you understand that there is somewhere physically Jesus, because he didn't lose his physical body. Right. I don't know how that works. But physically somewhere sitting on his throne, desperately desiring the bride of his church, eagerly awaiting for the father to tell him to go get it. And when it means bride and groom, it means somebody who's desperately wanting to seek the one that he loves to come back. Like we're in preparation right now with the Holy Spirit, but he's, he's, you could almost visualize using imagination him at the edge of his throne saying, can I go yet? Right. Because before we start learning any kind of knowledge or of dates and, and people and places and things that are all interesting, it's better to meet those dates and propositional knowledge prepped right. Yeah. Right? Because I want to see this stuff as a lover, right? I don't want to see it as, I don't want to come to the material with a deadened heart and I didn't realize it. And I think from Tactical Faith's point of view, I've always been drawn to people that feel that way like I do. And in the apologetic world, and, you know, we can get to it in other podcasts, uh, more often than not, um, I saw people, especially in the mid-2000s, I saw people that were passionate and that happened to use apologetics. Right. They weren't apologetics and then they were passionate. Yes. Yeah, I think that that's an excellent way to... I mean, that's if I were to describe myself, that's the way I would describe it. It's, I mean, the idea is I was pursuing... I was, I was, I've always been trying to understand the love of God and the wonder of God, and the more I've the more I've experienced it, the more I've pursued it, the more I've found that uh, simple propositional descriptions of God just are, in, just like a, describing, you know, the love of your life in any other circumstance. You, you don't just give uh, various characteristics in sort of a deadpan, and it, it, there's, there's always a sense of there's something under. There's something more going on here, and one way we could talk about this is that value gives, kind of gives the framework for all the facts that you have. Hmm. And so, talking about the history of the church, if you don't understand that this is the one whom the king loves, you, you're not gonna. The facts kind of fall flat and have very little meaning. They're not in the right bowl, you might say. You're not putting the facts in the right mold. Um, and so that that framework helps you understand. You know, my own experience with church history, I grew up, you know, and, and this might actually get to some of the stuff about tactical face, working with various different churches, uh, but I grew up in a, in, in kind of the view that there was the, the biblical church, and then there was a whole bunch of dead space, and then there was us. And all the stuff in between is horrible and should be ignored or whatever, until maybe 100 years ago. But the idea that God has been working that Christ has been that Christ has been preparing that the Holy Spirit has been involved in the work of the church all throughout history all because of God's love for the church it should make us go back and revisit what's going on to see even those horrible periods that I think almost everyone can agree on were bad periods in the history of the church at least in certain parts of the parts of the world and 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 see the grieving 
the grieving of Christ over his bride rather than scoffing at it, claiming that has nothing to do with me, that's not my church, you know, something, something along those lines. Um, it, it's, about, it's about loving it appropriately, having the right value, and that gives church history life. And I think that's the reason why TF Ministries and what will unfold over the next year, uh, we're not afraid to tackle things like how can we help start a nonprofit with amateur sports? Because the way we see it is, I have a passion for Jesus, I have a passion for truth and beauty. Mm-hmm. Now let's go out into the world and figure out what are the things that we involve ourselves in in the state of Alabama and beyond, and and how can I help direct those things yeah. towards Christ? Yeah, there's. I, th- I think one of the things that 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 we also have in common is that you, if you look at any, and I, I would think we have this in common with with someone like Lewis as well as uh, I mean Augustine. We we go back, is that um, there's a that the, the beliefs and the activities that people are participating in are ultimately attempts to try to reach out to Christ. Hmm. They, they don't recognize it. They may deny it because the Christ they're talking about is, is a different one. They're, they're confused. They lack the imagination, you know, so on and so forth. But that in all of these efforts, and we can even go into the, the most vulgar type of activities, people are seeking some sort of salvation they're seeking peace they're seeking something that only god can give and so the goal isn't to simply you know go out there with a stick and start hitting people but to but to help them recognize the desires that lie underneath those pursuits and redirect them toward their true end and that mm. is yeah and i i want and and i want to further i mean the, the one of the issues over the last year or two um is that we haven't recorded our conversations uh, right. because mostly because all the good stuff that comes from you, not me. Um, but that. um, that's called lampshading, by the way, right. uh, or a call for somebody to say, no, <laughs> no, you're, you're really, great. No, Matt. you're really smart. too. You're Matt. fantastic. No. <laughs> um, what, what we have acknowledged as a board of tactical faith is that we need to be doing more content creating. Uh, we did a really great job 2011 to 2014 of bringing a lot of different speakers and their nonprofits and ministries, and we still want to do that. Um, we did that for the state of Alabama and beyond. Um, but, you know, now we kind of want to do, we want to do more. And uh, we want to see as... Um, I'm still the president, you know, of the board and Travis is the executive director. We want to go hand in hand and, and hope create content, um, that represents who me and you are, right. who the board is. Um, and that's going to take time and effort and, but we're willing to do it because we believe so much. And guess what? We're not the only ones doing it. Uh, uh, the Bible project guys, um, Excellent I, stuff. awesome stuff. Excellent stuff. I was yeah. listening to a podcast yesterday going to, uh, Lake Gunnersville. And they were speaking the same language we were. Yeah. And I think that's for me, I love it. I love it when somebody else is, um, you know, undesigned coincidence. That is, you know, where they're speaking the same language we are about wisdom and virtue and character and how it's related to knowledge. And uh, those things are, you know, how do we get people passionate? Well, we get people passionate, I think, first and foremost, by talking about what is it that we love and um, and how do we think about those things and and I want to invite uh, people now to get along in the conversation with us and we have speakers that are going to be lined up uh, in two weeks we have Jay Watts who has been a friend and partner with us 
uh, over the years. He is a pro-life speaker, but he's so much more than that. He has his own he has his own voice. Uh, he has mm-hmm. his own location in Atlanta, which he works, and he goes all around the country. Uh, we have Brett Kunkel. We have uh, who works for Stand to Reason Ministry. But we're going to venture out and then have people like Jeremiah Castile. Right. Uh, who was a player at Alabama who were helping his ministry and foundation uh, get a voice um, uh, for for their organization we're gonna use we're gonna bring in sports stars you know would love mm-hmm. to bring in different authors that you're reading and that I'm reading um, who knows you know but you know I would love to use this podcast as a as first and foremost as a way for you to get to know who me and Travis are right. Right. And uh, trust me, Travis is not boring. He's not anything but boring. Right. And he, we, we have a lot of stuff on our plate that we want to get to. We wanted to use this particular podcast to almost reintroduce ourselves right. and where we want to go with tactical faith. So practically, what do we have going on? Uh, well, uh, the, in terms of what's actually happening right now, the, the ministry uh, that's developing with uh, sports, we're, we're involved with that. Uh, we have another ministry that's developing in relation to other nonprofits. Um, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Uh, part of what's going on right now is we're really busy, um, but <laughs> yeah. we're beginning to focus our time, and uh, 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 we're working on content creation. We've had uh, which which should be starting to come up on the website uh, from blogs to podcasts. Uh, this being the first of many, uh, and. Uh, what else do we have going on? That's a lot. Yeah, we, we have the grassroots <laughs> events that have taken place, and they that are we we had one in Huntsville just recently, and it was fantastic. It was a fantastic really great. event. Yeah. Um, and if you live in Alabama uh, and you would like us to have one in your area, please let us know, and we will work with you to try to set up, and we'll bring uh, you know we'll help we'll help sort of organize the event. We'll bring in a couple of speakers. You you can bring in a couple of speakers, and and we'll just. Have a great day together. And we usually just have a really good fellowship yeah, of all things. Yeah, the fellowship is fantastic. And the fun thing about tactical faith is always been mere. Uh, like you're a, you're Anglican, mm-hmm. and I am Southern Baptist. We have uh, a Methodist. Uh, pre, you know, we have Presbyterians. I mean, we're mere. Yeah. You know, we have done partnerships with, with Catholics in like-minded, you know, things that we can partnership in. Uh, we want to be mere Christians, right? right? And But that doesn't mean that we don't have differences, but we like to discuss those differences. Yeah. But Those differences are fun to discuss. Yeah, I think so. Um, but they don't... But but we, we're still able to work together. Yeah, because we're not def- we're not necessarily primarily defined by those yeah. differences, you know. The essential element is that we follow Christ. Yeah. Uh, as... I mean, it works that way in Alabama football, and I will always refer to that because that's at its core a, a an important right. thing in my life. Uh, I made note of that yesterday in the class that I taught uh, when we talked about worship uh, in the history. Where I don't know how I got on that tangent, and it's supposed to be a church history class. Uh, I'm I'm working on that. All right, um, but uh, even in terms of 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 what were we talking about? Your love of Alabama football and how it relates to the unity of the church. Oh yeah, there's different opinions (laughs) on even. Just think about Alabama football. There's the old guard of you know run first offense and RPOs and stuff. Now doesn't look like football. Yeah, they can get together and love football. You know, even though they have different of opinions of how that should be implemented on the field. I I don't see that as any different in the church. As long as the the passion and the essential elements are the same, 
then we can all get along and enjoy. And in fact, I think that's one of the greatest things, accomplishments that we've done through our nonprofit since 2011 is work with so many people across denominational lines, work with Catholics and Protestants, and we haven't done Orthodox yet. I'd love to do a Russian or Greek Orthodox. I think that would be, uh, you know, discussion on the Holy Spirit from a Christian, from a Orthodox perspective would be illuminating and very helpful. Uh, yeah. So that's our job. Yeah. I want to I do that this year at some point. Absolutely. Uh, I'd also, uh, this is not the only podcast. In fact, we're going to have a series, uh, not a series, but different podcasts maybe. Uh, like a podcasting network of short podcasts. Yeah, we're looking for. I've, I've been in talks with another uh, another uh, philosophy thinker. Uh, he thinks along much along the same lines as I have, and we want to do. We'd like to do something like uh, philosophy for Christians or philosophy for apologetics, where we talk about. Uh, we we give kind of an introduction to the history of philosophy, uh, various topics, and we talk about why Christians should care, how it relates to what's going on, wh- how it relates to the Christian faith, and so on and so forth. Um, as well as a number, a number of other ones, Inter- interviews of, of people, you know, like Jeremiah Castile and uh, Jay Watts and so on and so forth. Yeah, and I'd like to do a podcast primarily on apologetic resources yeah. and theological resources. That, that's my area of, of, you know, that's my area of expertise. Who's out there, who's, who's, who has good materials, who's, yeah. I'm going to be candid, who I think is wanting <laughs> right. for a local church. Because my, yeah. my, my heart has always been how do we get the local church help? Uh, how do we help local pastors, its leaders, and its lay people? Uh, and sometimes it's very difficult for lay, because I've spent a long time over the last eight years or nine years uh, going to lunches with pastors and talking with pastors, instant messaging pastors, what's good work, what's what's not good, what's right. safe for my denomination, what's not. Right. And I'd love to have that podcast, even if it's really short. Yeah. Uh, but this would be a part of it, like a TF ministry or tactical faith podcasting network right and i'm looking forward to it you know um but for you guys that are listening um we're going to try to be consistent and we're going to try to do this um you know as much as we can and we're going to be candid about the needs i mean we have needs you know we have financial needs um i have jobs i have multiple jobs uh travis has multiple jobs uh we do have a financial need and that's something that we're going to be asking for. Uh, we have partners now. We're looking for partners that can partner with us. Uh, we have a newsletter that's going to be signing. That's going to be coming online pretty soon, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how to sign up yet for that, but we ha- we're we're in the we're in the uh, the stages of putting it together with a partner with uh, Tactical Faith. Sure. And uh, I would love to be able that. to do call-ins one day and get yeah. people to call in and ask us questions because I don't know anything, but I'll defer it all to you. Yeah. Unless somebody asked me if we should run more for Alabama, you know, as opposed to <laughs> pass-friendly that we've become lately. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a five yards and a trail of dust kind of guy. I love an old running attack. So you, you, you rabbit trail me into football <laughs> and ask me a question about football. I'm all on it, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but no, I mean, I've enjoyed the last – eight, nine years of doing tactical faith. I've enjoyed the fact that God has been so good to use us um, as, as much as we have been able to use. Think about the people that we have partnered with in terms of um, the evangelical, you know, what I would consider the kind of top-notch thinkers in the evangelical world yeah. right now. Uh, we basically had no business bringing a lot of these people in, yeah. uh, and we did. And it's to God's credit alone that we found the money when we could find it. 
Uh, we organized it with the time that we had in between doing all of our other duties, and we want to continue to do that. It's a fun nonprofit. And the other thing I would say for those, anybody who's listening to this, if you feel like, I'll, I'll take one from Greg Kokel, uh, where he always tells people to bloom where you're planted. Um, if you're passionate about God and want to go out and do out and do what we're doing, do it. Yeah. Right? There's so much need out there. Uh, we're the kind of people that would love to support you. Yeah. So if you are in a particular, and I've done this before and continue to do it, where I help people in different areas of the country uh, develop their nonprofit, think about an apologetic nonprofit, a theological nonprofit, or heck, we even have a judge in the area that just developed a nonprofit to bring um, teaching to prisons. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, we should have him on to Absolutely. talk about what he's doing. He's he's actually doing a lot of mentoring and a lot of, we love that stuff, man. Yeah. And you know, we're not authorities on all things, but we sure have a lot of passion. Yeah. And um, we can network people. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, um, you can get me at matt at tacticalfaith.com and yours is Travis. Travis. It's pretty easy. Uh, our, not, our website is www.tacticalfaith.com. Uh, you're going to be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, uh, eventually Google Play, and we're slowly but surely we'll get this thing up on Apple, uh, the iTunes. I'm not an Apple guy, so I don't know what that's called. Uh, but whatever Apple is that Apple <laughs> does, you know, it probably sends the podcast to poor kids to China, right. you know, because that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> to play it over their sweatshots. To play it, they're going to be playing Tactical Faith over their sweatshots for all you <laughs> Apple people. Um, but yeah, I hope we have fun. And I, and I hope this is uh, the start of many great things. Absolutely. All right. And uh, I don't know how to sign these things off. I don't either. Um, I'm going to come up with a neat little jingle. Uh, for anybody out there that can do jingles, email us, man. Right. You know, we'll, we'll gladly take whatever you got, right? <laughs> uh, no matter what it is. No matter what it is. But stay tuned for uh, future installments of whatever it is that we're going to call this thing. Right. Um, we're still going to work on that <laughs> as well. Uh, but we appreciate, for those who have supported us in the last couple of years, uh, we appreciate you and the, the continual support of those who fi- give financially or give of their time or give with content. In fact, if you're looking for a place to showcase your content, right, this would be a good, I mean, yeah. email you, right? Yeah. I mean, as long as it's good. Yeah, if you, have something, if you have something you'd like to write, a blog or something that you think is good, or you'd even like to come on the show. <gasps> and you don't me. have to be a Christian. Not necessarily. Not, not necessarily. You? Not necessarily. Maybe. I mean, it, uh We'd have to talk about it. Yeah, that. we'd have to talk about it, but feel free to contact me. I'm uh, uh, Travis at tacticalfaith.com, and I'd be happy to look over your stuff. And I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not. I'm excited about it all. Yeah, I just, <laughs> the way that I see other worldviews, and it might be a shallow way of looking at it, but the way I see other worldviews, it's not that, I mean, yeah, of course, I think Christianity is superior, uh, but it's almost like how I see Hallmark Channel movies, you oh. know, in the sense of saying, these are fine, but they're not, they're not anywhere close to how robust my worldview is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now there's some worse worldviews. I mean, we're, I mean, there are of course worldviews that are not Hallmark movies. There, there are worldviews that are, that are just trash. They're like late night HBO. Yeah. They're late night. Well, yeah, they're late night, late night stuff that needs to be, you know, trashed, right. but some worldviews almost get it. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's like you said, there's, 
they're they're a shadow. They're yeah. they're not anywhere as near as robust as they're, my they're, stuff. They're lacking that that central fullness that Christianity. Yeah, can, yeah. it's like in other words, it's it's Hallmark movies. Yeah, <laughs> they're almost that way. But uh, but I I do like I love interacting with you know my my own research uh, has large part dealt with Nietzsche, and he's a famous a hater of Christianity, and I love the man. Uh, his writings, I think, are rich. Uh, even the parts I disagree with, they they spur me on to think, hmm. and that's what we're looking for. So yeah, always. Is he still living? Right? Or is he dead? We can't bring uh, him. On. I like to think that that God has him. We should do a cosplay of something. <laughs> Shouldn't we have something in Birmingham where people dress up like their favorite, like favorite philosopher? I mean, again, we'd have about five people show up. Yeah, and but I, wouldn't and that be fun? They'd all I mean, be dressed those... up as. As a well, they might all be dressed. Well, so, no, noting how how people don't know history anymore, it'll go as far as Sam Harris, and they'll all be <laughs> they'll all be dressed like Sam Harris <laughs> right. or Christopher Hitchens. That'll be you know thinking yeah, that was the th- those are the great philosophers yeah, of the time. Philosophers, you're yeah. sitting there scratching your head. And I told that group yesterday. Um, I, I'm my, I try not to belittle anybody, but I'm mm-hmm. so sarcastic. You know, um, I I just basically told them. I said your history probably goes as far as our pastor. You know what he did and where he came from, right. and there's the no, R. You're the kind who knows just up. There is a space between Paul's letters and Billy Graham. Yeah, and that's as far as it goes. Yeah, that's what I grew up with. That's that was my experience. Yeah, well, my studying ex- church history was a dram- had a dramatic effect. Well, on uh, come on, church history makes most about. people just want to yeah. just you know fall asleep. I found it magnificent. Like I I I gobbled it up as one of my. Favorite classes in undergrad was a church history class. Strangely enough, was it the professor or the content? I don't know. Or was the, it the just book? The book was it was Gonzalez. Oh well, uh, I think it was Justo Gonzalez, The Story of Christianity. And that, that's a thick oh, book. It was, uh, it was. Those are. That's just a great. I would recommend it to anyone. Oh, everybody reading. should read that one. I yeah. couldn't teach that one necessarily because I I don't have time to create a curriculum based yeah. on that book. But that book is a must. Yeah, you know I. I shy away from the make easy stuff yeah. usually, uh, but that particular curriculum is fine in the sense that it spurs on conversation, um, that it has just enough data to get them thirsty about Christianity, yeah, yeah. Uh, thirsty about Christian history, want to delve more into it. Uh, that's kind of my job. I'm a, I'm a kind of a generalist that way, and I'm fine yeah. with that. I mean, that's the way God has created me. Uh, I like to go deep, but I can't go specifically deep because I'm not trained that way. Right. Um, you're the PhD scholar, you know. <laughs> I'm the lowly doctor of ministry guy. You know, you have a doctorate as well, you know. I do have a doctorate, <laughs> but it's um, it was a great doctorate. I got it from Beeson. Yeah. I love my time there, but my the way God has created me, um, I'm fine with being a generalist and getting people mm-hmm. passionate. Um, I, if I can get into, I'm almost like an evangelist for academics. And then, re- so we're signing off now. We will see you in a well, well. You will hear from us. Hopefully, this will become weekly or at least twice monthly. And please email us at info at tacticalfaith.com, Matt, Matt at tacticalfaith.com, or Travis at tacticalfaith.com. You can sign up for our newsletter at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. Look for updates on tacticalfaith.com. We are on Facebook, we have a Twitter page, those are not very active. Uh, we will can we will be active on those as we get more content. Uh, reach out to us if you can.